Hi, this is Kathleen. And Eric. And this is episode 128 of ThriftyCast. Welcome. Welcome. Um, we're doing really well this year, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, on schedule and stuff? If there, There's not really a schedule to be on. We're not schedule. But recording. Not, not forgetting to record. Mm-hmm. And I say it's mostly because of Eric. Well, it's mostly because of cabin fever. Oh, well, yeah, but still, it's mostly because of Eric's cabin fever. Yeah, well, well we got, um, uh, uh, a week ago Friday, we got, actually all of that week, we got dumped on with snow, and then immediately after getting dumped on with snow, like, the temperatures plummeted to the negatives in, like, really bananas wind chill factors. So, um, a lot of time indoors. Been working from home. All, all kind of stuff. Um, the problem with that is that I'm not actually thrifting. Right? Have you been thrifting? No, not at all. <gasps> oh, I'm I, so sorry. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> um, in fact, yesterday I wanted to go to Oshkosh. Mm-hmm. And then when I thought about, like, digging the car out, like, everything that's involved in... Uh, like actually just walking from the front door to the car which is oh. about i mean that's about what like f- i don't know 40 feet maybe 40 50 yeah. feet um but there's uh the side of the house and then there's an outbuilding it's the granary is on the other side and then you have this wind tunnel that goes through there so when we got dumped on with snow it created this patch where the snow's deep anyway, but in that particular patch, it's, I, I mean, it's above the knee. Wow. Yeah. And I'm about 5'10", and it's above my knees. So, um, ugh. So we were supposed to get a lot of snow. We got a couple inches of snow, and then it started pouring, and it rained all that day. Um, so we just had slush, ugh. and then the temperature dropped. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, it snowed on top of the slush. Sorry, later in the day, as the temperature was dropping, it did snow like another inch. So we had slush, an inch of snow on top, and then frigid temperatures. So it's been kind of a mess. But now we're going to be in the almost 40s this week. And yeah. we're going to get right. So fun. Yeah, and we're not far behind you guys up here. It's supposed to yeah. get like 37, 38. So I'm hoping for a little bit of a melt-off. But... um. One of the things that I think I tend to forget about winter is just how hard, how difficult everything becomes. Like, the yeah. most basic stuff is all of a sudden this, you know, big challenge. Um, and just, like, mentally preparing to, like, getting all the clothes on, getting the boots, which all of my boots are, um, I've got a couple pairs of boots, and, you know, none of them are thigh-high, unfortunately. <laughs> um, Damn. So what happens is when I'm walking in the deep snow, even if I'm in, a, a like, a mush-down part of the snow, um, I get snow, like, in the boots, like, uh-huh. compacted. Uh-huh. And then yeah. I'll sit in the car and I'll turn on the the heat in the on the floor compartments and the wheel wells. I, actually, I don't know if those are wheel wells. You know what I mean. Um so then, I, yeah, it's just, like, everything is, everything sort of hurts. Yeah. You know, the, the air temperature. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Wintercast. 
um, mm. where we talk about how miserable winter is in the Midwest. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely did not go out thrifting last week. I was really looking forward to it this week. Slept horribly Friday night. Like, slept for two hours, woke up. Anyway, mm. so watched the dog really early, and I was like, must go thrifting, must stay awake, and then I fell back asleep. But I did end up going. I, I was oh. not going to go, then I'm like, no, I'll regret it. Because really, the only day I was able to go was Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and I knew that I would regret if I didn't go. So I did get to two stores on Saturday, which was great. And I wish I'd taken a page out of that book, because, like I said, I'm sitting around with like really bad cabin fever. I think if I had gone out... Mm-hmm. Um, I did go out Friday night, and actually had really good pizza. Um, Yeah, it was. It was really nice. Um, So there was, like, a little bit of going out, but not enough to, like, stave off the, you know, the cabin fever. Uh, I think a trip up to Oshkosh and, like, hitting a a few thrift stores would have gone a long way in helping that. But, yeah. What about this coming weekend? Can you do it then? I think so. Um... On it. Yeah, it just make it a plan. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think you're right. It just uh, the weekend. I just feel so complainy right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's that like yes. So yes, I I think I need to just commit to going out, going thrifting. Um, yeah. Um, what's your find of the week? I was gonna say you're really not gonna have one. Actually, uh, I am. I, oh, okay. Yeah, I will. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Um, so my find of the week, I, I took some pictures and I posted them yesterday and my find of the week was not in there, um, somewhat intentionally and somewhat unintentionally because I left some things in the car. Mm-hmm. It is a large, I'll have to measure it, um, I'm going to say hand glazed pot, like from a um, amateur hobbyist mm-hmm. ceramicist. With a stand, like on a standard pot, you know, they didn't throw it themselves or anything, but mm-hmm. it was a form because I have another version of that pot um, with a different glaze. But it is a very 70s orange yellow, Ooh. not a thing I would normally buy, but I really, really liked it. Like it just jumped off the shelf at me and it was in perfect shape and it's a good size. Big pots are hard to find. Mm-hmm. It was six dollars. Um, which I felt like, yeah, I'm fine with that for the size and the quality. Um, so I'll take a picture of it, that, that, and I got a really nice tablecloth that kind of goes with it, um, at the same store. And that was half off. That was a dollar fifty. So I felt really good about that. They're both kind of orangey fallish colors. So nice. I'll take them together. What's your find of the week if you didn't go thrifting? Um, I am going to be really sneaky and do something that I've never done on here before. My find of the (gasps) week is not going to be an item that I thrifted at a thrift store, but something thrift-related that I ran across, which is a TikTok account. My find of the week is this TikTok account. It's called (laughs) Beck That Glass Up. (laughs) Okay. And it is a woman who is, uh, you know, like a glass collector. I don't know if she's a reseller. I didn't kind of delve deep enough to know. Her content is absolutely delightful. Um, she does this thing where uh, she'll be like, guess if it glows or not. And she'll have her 
little flashlight mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, different glass pieces, um, I have never gotten 100%. Um, it's like, there's like uranium and stuff that I had no idea there was uranium in. Um, so it's really kind of, um, uh, making me think about how I actually don't know a lot about the age of things and how I'm actually not as good as I think I am at Mm -hmm. spotting uranium glass. But uh, she really, she likes all kinds of um, glass, like, sort of throughout the area. She li- eras, she likes uh, uranium glass, but she also likes those, I forget what they're called, but there's those vases that are, like, th- I think they're called throne vases. Do you know what I mean? They're usually, no. t- oh, they're glass. They're tall uh-huh. and thin. Oh, yeah, I, they're very MCM. Yes, like, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yep. Um, and she has, like, a beautiful collection of those, and I'm like, oh, I should, like, probably keep my eyes peeled, because those look amazing when they're all together. Um, she had a great, um, sort of tutorial on flash glass, and why, when you have flashing on glass, which is where they basically put the color on the outside, uh, rather than actually having colored glass... It's a tutorial on how to spot it, which is actually pretty easy because often it's scratching or peeling, which is part mm-hmm. of the problem and why you absolutely don't want it and why it's the bane of, like, glass collectors' existences. But um, one thing that never occurred to me, she's like, oh, yeah, usually if there's flashing on a glass, the bottom is clear. Which I'm like, that makes perfect sense. Like, they don't bother putting flashing on the bottom on most yeah, pieces. Yeah, why, why would you waste that? Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was this sort of like, oh, I like it's a little bit of a hack. Like it never occurred to me like a life hack. <laughs> okay. Well, not like a what li- you know what I mean. <laughs> a, a thrifting hack. I always think of flash glass um, as being carved. You know, you'll you'll see um, Miss Mary Smith, nineteen o two, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a souvenir a lot of times. You'll see them from the World's Fair. Um, red color. Yeah, yeah, usually red, red and clear. And, yeah, a lot of names with a date and a location. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's actually, uh, those as collector's items, I think those are really, I don't personally buy them when I see them. But mm-hmm. I think they are attractive, and that's actually a really interesting use of flashing because you get the color on the glass, but you're also taking advantage of the fact that it's sort of scratch offable, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so as far as I think, also a lot of those were meant to be decorative, so I think they lasted. You know, it wasn't like somebody was using this as a drinking vessel, mm-hmm. or it, it was more you put it on your shelf and said, "Oh God, that was a great trip to St. Louis." Yeah, <laughs> she, you know, she had examples of these uh, really great, kind of interesting-looking mid-century lamps, and pointing out that, like, oh, great, you have this colorful glass on here, but it's all scratching and flaking off. So it's like, mm. you know, y- you don't. It's low quality, right? Yeah. Um. So anyway, so my find of the week is back that glass up on TikTok. Okay. I, I like your expansion of the find of the week. Right on. Um, so, was there anything else you want to talk about, or do you want to jump into our topic? 
I do want to jump into the topic after I talk about Lenny the Porch Cat, because with the temperature dropping, I haven't seen Lenny in like four days. I'm a little bit worried. I'm guessing he's hiding out somewhere, and hopefully he's going to pop up soon. But sorry, that's sort of going on in the back of my mind, too. Have you um, seen his little little paw prints? No. Um, and the oh. snow did come up on the porch, so it would be really mm-hmm. easy to spot if he'd been up there. And there's no indication that Lenny's been on the porch. So we'll we'll keep an eye out for Lenny. Well, thanks for sharing your anxiety about Lenny <laughs> with all of us, because now I'm worried about him. Well, yeah, let's all share that burden. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Question mark? Yep. Um, okay, so we are going to do a thing we love. Yep. I, it's going to be a thing I love. Eric doesn't know what it is, so we don't know if he loves it yet. He could be indifferent towards it. Um, one thing that I look for when I'm at thrift stores, one of the many things, are um, tin trays and tins, lithographed tins and trays. Um, huh. I have not... Eric's making a funny face. So when I say lithograph, I just mean trays and tins with designs on them. Um, I did a little bit of reading about lithography and when it was created and how it works. So not going to get into that because I will not do it any justice. I'll just say that the, the advent of tin lithography, the ability to print on tin in multiple colors and designs early 1900s like right around the turn of the century um and it opened up a whole new world tin was cheap a lot of times before then people had been making some of these items out of heavier materials um there was no great way to print on them so the items were i don't want to say boring but you know all one color all one design no different patterns, no different colors. And then this process was created and it was like, ooh, wow, we can do all kinds of pretty designs. We can advertise things. So that was kind of the advent of like Coca-Cola trays, Mm -hmm. which are highly collectible. Um, Probably not something you see in a thrift store unless it's a reproduction. But um, the early ones, I mean, hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for some of the really early ones, but just created because they were inexpensive and they were good advertising. They were given to soda shops and soda fountains so that they could literally carry glasses of Coke on them. Um, And then beer companies, the same thing. Um, They had a lot of trays, those sort of round trays with like an inch border that would hold a lot of different glasses of beer so they wouldn't slide off and um then also toys i'm not going to talk much about toys because i don't collect them they're very collectible and they don't show up in thrifts very often so um they're probably not something that most of us unless it's something we collect separately and buy outside the thrifts um but i look out for trays and i look out for tins tins because to me they are super practical i'm sitting in my bedroom right now and i am looking at a bunch of different tins which i will take a quick photograph of later one is holding pennies one is holding dimes and nickels one is holding a bunch of geodes i found at the beach one has i don't even know what's in it but it's a really big tin it's just kind of holding something so it's not seen you know Mm -hmm. kind of crap whatever yeah um 
but they were used for everything from tea to candy. Lots of different companies made decorative candy boxes out of the tin. The idea being that you had this delicious candy and then when your candy was done, you had a tin to save letters or jewelry or whatever little sewing. Sewing supplies um, famously. Yeah, sewing yeah. supplies famously kept in um, butter, butter cookie, cookie yeah. <laughs> blue and white butter cookie tins, um, which I don't actually own any of those, but um, that is like a ubiquitous thing. But mostly I would say tea and candy companies used the tins because they were just kind of practical for that. I also have that I pulled out, um, which I will photograph, two plates that I bought at a thrift store I really like in Wisconsin. They are from a company in Holland and they are lovely birds and flowers, birds in a nest and then just kind of birds on, I don't know, the ground. But they're really pretty and they are like every inch of them is decorated. They were each a dollar. Um, but I didn't do any looking to see how old they were. And then the trays themselves, or, or the trays outside of the tins, um, similar to the plates. But I've seen a lot of people, I mean, some people use trays. I have to say, I don't have a ton of use for them in my life. Um, but they look great on a wall. And I have found some really nice pictures of people using either plate hangers or other hangers to hang trays on a wall. Um, I've also pe seen people kind of adapt those trays into like magnetic boards oh. because they're metal. And if it's a good sized tray, and there are some really big ones, there are some barbecue trays and some other just kind of kitchen trays or in bed eating your soup when you're sick trays um, that would fit really well on a wall and would hold a lot on them as kind of a memo board. So that's my um, that's my initial kind of blah about about tin lithography and um, why it's cool. Yeah, I I mean it's funny. Like I have actually quite a few trays. They're really good to put under plants. Mm -hmm. um, dog bowls, cat bowls. Um, I have a couple in the bathroom because it helps sort of like in, with like boxes with stuff in them. Yeah, it's good to organize. They're organizing tools. Yep. I, I think what's interesting when you were first saying that, like, I don't know that I ever um, connected that it was lithography. Like, they're metal trays with a design. I, it, I never really put any thought into, like, how the design got on there. I didn't either until I was thinking about the topic. I was thinking mm. about things that I love and collect. And I thought, oh, those, those trays and those tins. And then I started Googling. Oh. And that's how I got into how they're how they're made um, and kind of why they got so popular because they were inexpensive and really visually striking. And lithography is where you just like lay different colors on in order, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so the more color that you have, the more different colors that you have, the more um, layers basically yeah yeah yes like i'm looking at this plate with the birds and i'm thinking oh there's so many colors really there's blue like a pinky red yellow silver which could just be the natural yeah. 
color of the tin that they just omitted, but I don't think it is. Um, I mean, maybe there's two kinds of blue, but I, I think because there are so many different sort of pieces of the design, it looks like more color than it is. Mm -hmm. um, there aren't really that many different colors in it. Yeah. But really pretty. And each a dollar at one of my favorite Wisconsin thrift stores. Yep. Um, I the great thing about them too is that I feel like it's not uncommon at all to find trays. I think tins are a little harder to find, but it's not uncommon at all to find trays at a thrift store. Agreed, agreed. And the best place to look for them is usually your thrift store has, for lack of a better word, a metal aisle in housewares. Yep, and it is a mishmash. It is everything from a metal baking pan to some sort of metal rack that goes on your wall to hold cake cups for your coffee machine to uh, something very contemporary and metal. I mean, it is just usually a mix. It's usually only, the only unifying factor is that it's metal. Yep. And that's the place where I find tins and I find trays. Trays usually stacked, you have to pull them out, you have to look through them, you have to decide how much damage and scraping because they did get scraped pretty easily. They also rusted. Yep. Um, depending on how they were used or how they were stored. So you have to do kind of a cost, a cost benefit analysis. Um, and again, in, in thrift stores, if it matters to you, a lot of the ones you'll see that look older are going to be reproductions, whether they're beer or alcohol or soda or things like that. If you don't care and you just like the graphic and you, just want to use it or enjoy it, great. Um, if you are, for whatever reason, concerned about it being old, then I would say look carefully. Look for things like, it's going to sound silly, but barcodes on the back. Mm -hmm. Or um, a lot of times there will be a more recent date on it. The design may be old, but somewhere there'll be a copyright date that is, you know, in the 90s or 2000s or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, just so you don't pay more than something is really worth yeah. Uh, I mean, it's probably just this side of impossible to find metal signage at thrift stores. Oh, but, my God. But super easy to find repro. Like, you're not going to yeah. find the vintage stuff, but I, I think it's really common that you'll find, like, especially with the, oh, God. In some ways, I think it's sort of akin to the word art, the live, laugh, love, um, because it'll be like, um, enjoy your morning coffee. And the, like a picture of a coffee cup, whatever that has like a vintagey kind of vibe to it, but it's clearly not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eat. Yeah. And the like yeah the giveaway is like okay, where would this have gone originally? Like, would it be hanging up in a diner where they're telling you to eat after you've already? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Sometimes the a, a couple things that come to mind about this that uh, sometimes I actually prefer a damaged tray, especially if it's something that I'm going to put plants on. Mm -hmm. um, uh, one area of caution is that I had one of those with a dog bowl sitting on it and it rusted and uh, miscolored the wood floor oh yeah yep. so just as a heads up um, especially if like you know the dogs were like splashing water or whatever it you know caused issues um, so to kind of be uh, careful about that there was one other thing I was going to say in there um 
I lost it. Sorry. It'll come. For my um, for my dog's water bowl, I actually use an enamel tray. So a metal tray that has been covered in enamel. I think it's white with blue trim. Yeah. And it's great. It's really big. It's heavier than a tin tray would be. Um, and it certainly can rust if you're not careful, but not the way that a tin tray like we're discussing here would rust. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is um, happily, tin trays are one of those things. If they came in a set, you will often find the whole set because they don't break. So if you, like, you can often find, like, oh, and it's funny because, like, one of them, one of the four will be, like, rusty, scratched, or banged up, or maybe Mm -hmm. more than one of them. So there may be one in there that's in relatively, compared to the others, like, really good condition, but the other ones are kind of banged up, which, but the good thing is you have four of them, and they can kind of function as placemats. Um, I have one upstairs now that has, like, an ivy pattern on it. And, uh, like, those trays, those eating soup in bed because you're sick trays, yeah. it has those legs that fold down, mm-hmm. which, uh, the problem is it has a little bit of a lip, so I don't think it would be really uh, helpful for a laptop. But, um, but yeah, it's handy. It'd be great to eat soup in bed, though. Yeah, yeah. And with, with that lip that gets in the way of the laptop, you worry less about spillage. Yes, that's a really good point. I have, I'm, I'm looking around my room. I have these plates that I pulled out. I have um, in a little glass, not little, in a large glass cabinet, I have a bunch of the tins. And then next to my bed on my nightstand, I have um, what I will call a tip tray. Mm-hmm. That size, you know, if you're in a restaurant and they give you your bill on a little tray, um, it is not any kind of advertising. It is just a red tray with a floral pattern. Um, but I have that little tip tray for just, I put jewelry on there. I put my phone on there sometimes. I mean, it's just there to be kind of a catch all, which is what trays and tins and things like this are good for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, they are good organizational tools and like multi-purpose in ways that like it never occurred to me to turn one of those into a memo board. And I have found those giant circular barbecue things. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be a really cute magnetic board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure I owe someone credit for that, but I saw it online, and I'm not on Pinterest, so I can't go back and figure no. out where I saw it. But um, they are cute. And you can do a theme. Like, you know, there's florals, there's dogs, there's, you could go Art Deco, you could go beer or Coca-Cola reproduction, um, certainly unless you want to invest a lot in the original ones. I mean, you could do you could do a whole a whole theme. Yeah. There's all kinds of that. If you get into like the '60s and '70s, there's more pop culture ones for kids shows and cartoons and things like that. Um, again, more the kind of eating your food in bed tray or doing your homework or whatever. Um, that size with the little legs at the bottom. I would have to think that those would be big collector's items. Me too. And I can't say that I... I think I saw one in a thrift store, one or two. They're not my thing, so Mm -hmm. I did not. Um, And I don't remember them being particularly inexpensive. Mm -hmm. Um, And also in bad shape, right? Because kids not super careful about things like that. Do you remember what the pop culture properties were? 
like Scooby Doo? Um, no, I don't. I remember. I want to say one was like Tom and Jerry, and I always hated Tom and Jerry. So yeah, um, that that really didn't appeal to me. But that jumps out. Or Casper. It was either Tom and Jerry or Casper. Two things I don't especially didn't especially like. I think we may have to throw down a good about Casper. I, too, have never particularly cared for Tom and Jerry. I do have a little <laughs> bit of a soft spot for Casper. I, you know, maybe maybe with adult eyes I would feel differently, but as a kid I never liked Casper. That was boring. Well, I mean, somebody once pointed out the horrifying truth of Casper the Friendly Ghost, which is that it's a deceased a child. Yeah. 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 No, it's really horrible. When you yeah. Think about it. Yeah. It, which never occurred to me when I was a kid, happily. Yeah, I think they were really counting on it never occurring to children. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keeping it light. Yeah. But they also, like, in that same realm, they had, like, it was like Richie Rich. Wendy the Witch, um, mm-hmm. Hot Stuff. What? Hot Stuff? It was the little, uh, that little devil. I have never heard of Hot Stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, actually I saw a Hot Stuff themed, uh, slot machine in Vegas and I was like, oh, I kind of <laughs> forgot that existed. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like if you were to find uh, pop culture properties, they would be, like, not good ones that you wouldn't... I, I don't know. Like, not a lot of collector value, right? It wouldn't be, like, the the Super Friends or Scooby-Doo. Like, you wouldn't get those, unless they're new or repro. Yeah. You would get more, like... I don't know. What's a show? Like, I don't know. Captain Caveman? Like, really obscure and kind of stupid? Like, was never great? Yeah, I'm, I never liked Captain Caveman either. Yeah, I'm like Gen Xing all over the place right now. I need to <laughs> I need to just be quiet. Um. Anyway, do you buy tins? Do you buy trays? Do you know what we're talking about? Do you buy signage? Do you buy signage? I would... Oh, God. I have some signs. I don't think... I don't think they're tin, though, the signs I have. I think they're heavier than tin. I it, I never considered what metal the trays I have are made out of. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, the signs that I have are all, they are all flea market, antique store kinds of things. And they are um, sodas. They're various sodas and uh, soft drinks that are in some really terrible shape mm-hmm. and some okay yeah they're patina yeah but they're definitely not thrifted yeah um as, as I age I'm just gonna say I'm getting a patina yes it just sounds a lot more graceful so anyway we're just <laughs> out of time thanks everybody for listening you can find us at on Facebook at ThriftyCast. You can um, find us on um, find me on TikTok at Let's Go Thrifting nineteen seventy, um, and follow and me there. Find us on Instagram at I Love Thrifting L U V. You know, we talk about this all the time, and I completely forgot about Instagram. It's been a while since I posted. I think that's part of it. Yeah, well, if you haven't thrifted, that's usually when you post, right? Amen. 
yeah. pictures of things you don't buy. Right on. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, and we will see you soon. Okay, bye. Bye.